Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, hour number two, Bart Han. I'm that you saw this far. Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN, or Shrek and Donkey. It depends on the day. <laughs> you think Rex uh, when he saw Donkey yet? We're going to find out tomorrow. But right now it's time for the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Automall, 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles. One place, Sansone Automall in Woodbridge. That's the Mike Tannenbaum Report. Uh, and Mike Tannenbaum joins us right now. And I believe did did we ask you last week if to, to to watch Shrek so you could figure out what I mean by Bart being donkey? Yeah, um, I need an extension, Professor Han. I didn't get my homework done on time. <laughs> it did not get the film study in that you needed. It's it's very necessary stuff. I might just send you a clip of one part of a movie of the movie, and you'll go, oh, okay. So maybe I'll do that when we're done, and I'll just send it to you. Make your life a lot easier. Um, but Mike, I got so many things to ask Mike this week. I, I this is a perfect we week to have him, man. It is. Do you want us to start with the mock draft first and just reaction to that? I almost want to start with the smallest story smallest. because, yeah, because I feel like it's three major stories. All right. Yeah. So this is how I'm looking at this interview, Mike. Okay. I'm looking at Bill Belichick. I'm looking at the draft, and I'm looking at the, what's going on crazy in Dallas. in Dallas. Right. So okay, we're on the same page. I was going to do it in reverse order. Oh, okay. I thought we go mock, then we go, then we can get into oh, this. Now we're going to just basically we're 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 giving everybody the checklist. Yes, so mock Dallas, a little bit of Bill Belichick, and then I've got one very interesting little side story to talk to Mike about as well. Are you good with that? All right, cool. Let's go. All right, so uh, Mel, Ky- <laughs> I gotta love how we do things here. So, so Mike Mel Kiper's mock draft came out, and so since we're so focused on New York, let's go six and ten. Six being uh, the Giants, and he has the Giants going with um, Malik with Neighbors. Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU. I love, love him. Do you like that as a fit for the Giants? Do you see that as a, a real potential? Yeah, he has game-changing speed, so you, you pair him with someone like Jalen Hyatt, hopefully from a Giant perspective. That would give them like two outside guys that can win one-on-one. Um, it doesn't address the biggest need they have, which is quarterback, but Malik Neighbors is a great player with tremendous speed. Oh, so are you saying you are you suggesting Jaden Daniels in that spot? What are you saying? Well, well, again, he's gone. According to the mock, the the first three picks. I know, Mike, you've seen it. The first three picks are quarterbacks, and and Jaden Daniels being one of them, they're not on the board. So it ha- you'd have to almost reach at that point at six. So if we're assuming that the top three quarterbacks are off the board, you, you, would you just go that route instead of quarterback? Yeah, if Jaden Daniels there would be an easy decision, assuming he's gone. You know, the other way they could go would be offensive line. You know, Evan Neal hasn't worked out. Um, mm-hmm. e- either a right tackle or a receiver is going to help who- whoever winds up being the quarterback for the Giants. So I don't think they could go wrong with either one. Mel has uh, Jaden Daniels going two to the Commanders, by the way. And then after that, Drake May going three to the Patriots and obviously at the very top would be Caleb Williams. So do you so, so do you believe do you believe, Mike, that maybe in the second round they'll be able to address the quarterback position with a guy like Penix or a guy like uh Bo Nix or a guy like um 
Uh, J.J. McCarthy? Yeah, I don't think J.J. McCarthy second round. Okay. Um, I'd be stunned if he was. But, um, yeah, someone like Nix or Penix should certainly be there. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, so we got that one. Right. Jet side, of, yeah, jet side of things at, at 10 also works out yeah. for them as far as needs go because he has Olu Fashano being available from Penn State at 10 and the Jets jumping all over getting him. Uh, he and, and Joe Alt are the two tackles that Mel feels are plug-and-play tackles at the very top of the draft. Alt goes seven to the Tennessee Titans. So with that in mind, the Jets get what I think is their most important need in the draft, and that would be an offensive lineman, especially a tackle. How do you see that? Yeah, they, they're desperate for multiple offensive linemen, so uh, good there. But, again, quarterback's another position they need to address, guys, because Aaron Rodgers is going to be 41 years old, and he hasn't really played in two years. And we saw 66 different quarterbacks start a game in the NFL last year. We saw one team, the Cleveland Browns, actually go to the playoffs after they played four of them. So to me, like they have to address the quarterback position because this is a great example, guys. If we were running the team, we'd be hoping for the best with A-Rod, but we got to plan for the worst. So what what does that look like? We know that we if we look at the board and we look at what happens at one, that means that uh, uh, Daniel uh, Justin Fields is going to be available. If you look at Caleb Williams being gone, so what does that what does that look like in that regard? You can't take him because you can't trade for him because then Aaron Rodgers saying he's going to give you two years. You, that doesn't work for the Jets, but it damn sure works for the Giants. Yeah. Well, first of all, if we're the Jets, it's one year at a time with Aaron Rodgers. Like, let's, right. You know, that's hard stop. Like you, you can only take it one year at a time, just given you know age and injuries. So, if you could go out and get a quarter, and I'm not saying you're gonna go spend money on Kirk Cousins, obviously, but there's a number of guys that look Gardner Minshew's of the world, um, where you could get Jacoby real Brissett. value. Even Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, those are guys that they have to go get a bona fide number two quarterback that could go in a half a dozen games for them next year. It just um, – and I know they know that, um, but that's where I would be using the draft as a complimentary sort of like way to, to piece this together. <clears throat> now, we, 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 you, we, we understand that the Jets need a lineman, but so did, so did um, Joe Burrow. If a guy like Neighbors falls to 10 and he's sitting there right there, do you, do you address best player available? Or do you go with the offensive line because you know they also need another dynamic number two, and we all assume that that's going to happen via trade or free agency. But if another young cheap guy is there, do you um, do you go there or do you stick and stick to your board? Well, I always believe you got to go inside out, guys. So they need both, but I would go uh, offensive line because if you can't protect, nothing else matters. Um, look, we saw as great as Tyreek Hill is, right? Where's Kansas City? Right back in the championship game. Um, And it starts with a really good offensive line. So, to me, Bart, they need both, but I would go O-line over receiver. Yeah, you got to figure one or the other is going to go in the top ten. So, whoever isn't taken will be there sitting there at ten. We're talking with Mike Tannenbaum, as we do every Wednesday. Um, So, let's get to what's happening in Dallas, because there's always drama. The D is, as Mike Mike Greenberg always likes to say, the D in Dallas stands for drama, right? He's always good with his intros. But... This one is a legit concerning drama, I think, because it now centers around family saying stuff. And Bart, as you always say, families usually when they're saying stuff, it's generally a reflection of whatever you're saying in the car, right? Yep. 
So you've got C.D. Lamb's mom chiming in. You've got <laughs> Dak Prescott's brother chiming in, and you have C.D. Uh, hates uh, it. And, and then you have Parson, Michael Par- uh, uh, Parsons' brother chiming in and a lot of it has to do with Dak Prescott and how much money he's going to take or whether or not he should even be on the team what what do you see happening in Dallas here and is there at least up for debate of whether or not Dak Prescott is the guy to go forward with I I don't think so I think he's a really good player look it hasn't worked out as we you know have seen with playoff success but raise your hand if you're if you were rooting for a team and say hey we'll take 36 regular season wins over three years, that brings a lot of joy and excitement to a fan base. And and he's a really, really good player. Is he top five? Only top ten. Mm-hmm. And look, if I was the head coach or the GM of the Cowboys, I would call up each and every one of their players and say, "Hey, look, we have a lot of big decisions." And C.D. Lamb, Michael Parsons, and Dak, you guys are going to be here. Our owner is going to write some massive signing bonus checks, and we're going to handle business internally. And the only one that's winning right now is the media. So let's tamp things down. Let's get to work, and let's put a better product on the field next year. Do you but here's think Jerry Jones need to say something just to quiet this, just like you exactly said that you would do behind the scenes. But should Jerry Jones, who is he talks about everything, shouldn't he come out and just put this to rest because it it does feel like it's festering? Yep, no, totally fair. Um, but I just you know Jerry's just going to throw gas on the fire, right? Like. And we have a week coming up where people are going to be dying for things to talk about because mm-hmm. it's the bye week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if you know Jerry Jones, you know, opens a Diet Coke, it's going to be a story. So, <laughs> I, I and and they'll probably sell the naming rights for the Diet Coke commercial. You know, like so. And you know, look, we're talking about people's money, right? Like we we want to want you know. Mrs. Han talking about Bart's outrageous salary, even though we know it's huge, right? We wouldn't want her tweeting about it. And, you know, there's a time and place to discuss family business. And to have, you know, Micah's brother call out, like, how much Dak should, you know, that that's crazy. And not that the point is irrational, because it's not. But, boy, there's a time and place to handle family business. And I would constantly talk, you know, especially running a team in New York, guys, like, you're constantly talking to your team about, like, Let's keep business inside here because, you know, nobody wins except for the media. But is it something to be said that when you consider, you know, how quickly, you know, Buffalo came out and defended uh, uh, Stephon Diggs and what he did and the catches he had, they came out in support of him. Is it uh, important that, you know, neither Michael Parsons or CeeDee Lamb came out and said, you know, know, mom, it doesn't speak for me or anything like that. So in turn – yeah, but but he but, but but it wasn't an endorsement on Dak. It was like no. he believes in everybody. It wasn't he, he said my brother's words ain't mine. That's not right. a strong endorsement. Okay. And also, CD Lamb hasn't said anything, and we know Mama knows more than anybody, right? And, and he didn't say nothing to Mama. So is this could it be something bigger brewing behind things when you talk about the chemistry of your team and the and the players' belief in Dak Prescott? Yeah, no, Bart. I was thinking the same thing, like. No one's saying to Patrick Mahomes how much money I get paid, right? Like, I get that. Like, he he's a really good player. He's not beyond reproach the way, you know, guys like Patrick Mahomes is. So I get that. But at the end of the day, like, you're not going to get somebody better than Dak Prescott next year. It's just not going to happen. You know, you're not going to trade C.J. Stroud for Dak Prescott, right? You know, Drake so, May is not better than Dak Prescott. So it's so a roster building, right, Mike? Because it's, it's two rules of thumb, right? You either win with the Patrick Mahomes or you win with a Brock Purdy. Or you win with a Russell Wilson, that's cheap before he gets paid. So, 
do you have do you, do you believe that it may be a better opportunity for Dallas to be successful and, and win the big game if they find a, somebody similar to Dak Prescott? Like I, I would make the argument to me, in my opinion, Cooper Rush and and Brock Purdy ain't too much different, in my opinion. And as far as talent, it's just one plays in a different environment and, and, and it allows him to be that because we saw Jimmy G be that and now Jimmy G's not even starting for the team that he went to next. So if you have a good system and yep. a lot of and a whole lot of good players, it, you, you can get to championships. We did that with Mark Sanchez, right? So, like, the, the rule of thumb, like, maybe he has Dak taking his team as far as they can go considering what he's about to demand and how much it's going to take from everybody else as far as saying goodbye to some players that had contributed because they have 19 free agents and we know CeeDee Lamb and Michael Parsons is due for a payday. Yeah, so look, I do actually have some really strong thoughts on that. Like When you look around team building and where the NFL is now, I would no longer pay a B quarterback. And what I mean by that, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones at $40 million a year, I'd rather go get – Gardner Minshew, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett at $10 million or less, and they give me $30 million to you know improve the roster because I don't think those other B quarterbacks will get you to where you want to go. I think Dak's a little bit on the cusp because I do think Dak could go win games for you. So your point's well taken. Like, you know, Baker Mayfield, for example, I love Baker Mayfield at $10 million a year. You start paying paying Baker Mayfield twenty five thirty million dollars, where he's right. height and speed deficient. Yep. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, that's, that's a great point about the NFL. It's so true. Is that I like you at this number, but if you perform well, you're going to want the next number, and I'm not ready to pay you at that number. And you know that that's what we're seeing now around this league, Mike. Uh, all right, so now we move on to this chapter, and that is the Bill Belichick chapter of this conversation. He's had two interviews with Atlanta, but really hasn't talked to anybody else. And I floated out this this idea to Bart yesterday. That if, if he doesn't love what's in Atlanta, could you foresee him taking a year and just kind of like, all right, let me just take a year and I'll just see what's going on around the league. And then you could see other places suddenly have this, well, Belichick option out there, and that includes maybe the Giants. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. Um, you know, here's what will happen, guys. If it doesn't work out for with Atlanta for whatever reason – you know, the the first team that goes, you know, on a two-game losing streak, well, Bill Belichick's <laughs> out there. You know, we just saw that right. in the NBA with Doc Rivers, right? You know, right. Milwaukee gets off to a slow start, and, um, you know, the rest is history. So mm-hmm. I, I think the Giants wouldn't be the only one that's part of the conversation. But it's the interesting one here because of the obvious, the, all the obvious connections, his connection to the franchise, his affinity for so, it, <clears throat> the owner's affinity for him, and the fact that for Brian Dable, like as much as he had a great first year, there's some upheaval now with his coaching staff. There's uncertainty about, you know, so what are they going to be next year? Are they going to be good enough? And if they're not, as you said, that sort of Damocles is hanging over the franchise, and we're in New York where you know, as you said, every loss, every bad play, every you know, every mistake, all becomes, well, there is the option of Bill Belichick. And I just feel like that's, that could be a real thing. And if you're Bill, if you aren't, you know, like he doesn't have to take the next available job because See, there could be better options for him with a little bit of patience. That's all I'm, that's all I'm suggesting. So you agree, though, with that? Yeah. Now, here's the only difference between Doc Rivers and Bill Belichick. Like, you know, Bill's going to be 72 in April. That would right. make him, you know, 73 next year. Um, now, he seems like a sprightly 73, but, like, he is, you know, 73. So that's just something that's going to be, you know, out in the ether as well. But, um, 
yeah, there's going to be a dozen teams that are going to say that if Bill's out there, you know, in a year. Here's the thing, though, right? You you you've hired two coaches, right? Did you hire Mangini too? I want to make sure I'm correct. Yes. Right. So you hired two first-time head coaches. When I'm sure it was some opportunities to hire some retread coaches, coaches that have been out there that had success. Why is it so much hesitation, um, you think, for you're a young general manager to hire a guy like Bill Belichick that we know carries a big stick and casts a big shadow that may want to undermine some of your power? Do you think that's some of the hesitation from some of these young general managers saying that they don't want to concede the way that they do things and the way they believe in building rosters to Bill Belichick, especially with his recent success? Yeah, I want to hire the best guy. You know, the object of the exercise is to win games, and mm-hmm. and um, I I want to get whoever I can get, regardless of age, salary, anything like that. So, what's most important is to get the best possible coach, and you can't worry about things like that. Um, you know, if you put yourself first, Bart, like you're not going to get to where you want to go. So, what's way way more important is uh, trying again to get the best coach you can, and uh, obviously any conversation is going to start. You know, with Bill Belichick, I mean, like to play the speculation guys, like it's not unreasonable to think that, you know, next year Mike Tomlin may be available, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you could really, you know, play this game and, you know, who, who knows, you know, will Ryan Day, you know, win the national championship at Ohio State and then, you know, is he available? And, you know, there will be other coaches that have, you know, that will be there. That's what I like about you, Mike, and I mean this sincerely. It's like you always had that attitude of, I just want the best. Like, if I, that's all I care about. Everything else will work out if I just get the best. And that really should be the way it is. Not this whole, you know, protect your check, protect your job. Oh, you know, I don't want to be a threat. I don't want to have this guy come in and threaten, you know, and threaten my job. Or now he usurps my power and becomes close to the owner. If you're thinking that way, you're thinking like a loser. So I come completely with yeah. you. You get the best possible people you can get, and you worry about all the other stuff later. Now, the next topic I wanted to ask you about was something a little bit off, but but still interesting. And this was which I know you're familiar with, the 33rd Team podcast, Dean Blandino, and what he said about uh, about official re- review and how he thinks it should be like what the XFL was doing where you hear the whole conversation. You, you think that the NFL would ever do something like that only because with a, a slip of the tongue or a, a misspeak or any of that stuff, it could really lead to major controversy. But it's so compelling because you do want to know what are they talking about while they're watching this video? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know, as founding the 3013, I appreciate it. It's a great site, 3013.com. So appreciate you bringing it up. I think Dean brings up a great point, guys. Why not have transparency? Like, what's the downside to it? And in this day and age where we're interviewing coaches on the precipice of a kickoff or coming off the field or what, or you can see the body language of the NBA coaches who hate it. Like, we're about content and transparency. Like, that's what we do in the sports media business and it's been great for the engine for all of us. And what's the downside to having more transparency and accountability? I mean, it's also entertaining because you know, you can get moments that, you know, like, again, you get a little more personality out of the officials. You start to see like how that you, I I would love to see just kind of like a discussion where they disagree. Where I'm seeing this, no, 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 no. watch it again. Like, like to me, that's just compelling. But it also the transparency you're talking about, I think, is important for the viewer because a lot of times we're left to guess why they did or said what they said or did what they did or chose that. And instead, now I think we get a better understanding. But also, we can see that it wasn't 
cut and dried. It wasn't, you know, one person made the decision or it wasn't just the blind leading the blind that they have, uh, they have the, they have a course to, uh, to the outcome rather than just watch it and then just come up with a, come up with a conclusion, which so many times we just accuse them of doing, Oh, they just, they just said this and they're wrong. No, they have their, their reasons why in the NBA, you get the explanation and you, I think that's important to get, but I also think sometimes it comes too late and nobody wants to hear it when it's over. So it is, like I said, I found that to be really compelling what Dean said. And I was curious if you thought with all your experience, if you thought that it even could be done in the NFL, because as you know, they're very careful about how much they want to reveal like that, especially when you know people might be putting you know some money on the game. Yeah, but again, like to that point, with, with the gambling community, they want transparency. That's why you know the injury report has so much rigor to it, yes. and there's fines for. So it's it's akin to that, guys, right? Like we have nothing to hide. We got a great product. We know there's a lot of money being gambled, and we want to give people you know the security and the trust that our product is as beyond reproach as possible. And we're going to show you kind of you know the proverbial like here's how you make the sausage. Um, you know, and you could probably have fun with it, by the way, like almost like crowdsource, like, you know, as the conversation's going on, like what's the outcome, you know, whatever it is, complete, incomplete, you know, you can actually probably have, as you said, Alan, even like some more entertaining, you know, content from it. Watch Amazon. Amazon will do this. Amazon will have it. You can click yeah. on, on the actual, on the actual game, on the screen, click on it. And also, by the way, you can buy this Packers hat for only five ninety nine right now, you know, things like that. <laughs> All right, if you're Mike. A prime member. We, <laughs> if you're a prime member, all right, we put you through the rigors. We put you through enough today, but thanks so much. And uh, I will send you one, one, ep- <laughs> one, uh, see, one, one part of Shrek that I think when you see the scene, you'll go, "Oh, I get it." Yes, Bart is donkey. I pro- I'll send it to you during the break. He's always known I was an all ass. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Mike. Guys. <laughs> All right, the Mike Tannenbaum Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall. And tell them Bart Scott sent you, and you can take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. All right, coming up, we get into some more audio in, what is it called, Bart? Audio. Not, not yet. But that's coming up next. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So all of a sudden, the Milwaukee Bucks seem to be in a bit of chaos earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg. Rick and Dave wondered if that chaos could eventually help the Knicks. Better chance the Knicks lose to Cleveland or beat Milwaukee? I would say probably better chance that they... Better chance they beat Milwaukee. Really? Yeah. So you think better chance they go to the Eastern Conference Finals than get beaten in the first round? Yeah. I think we're trending that way. Yeah. So you have a lot of confidence in this I team. I do. Yeah. I just like, I mean, I like how this team is is put together. I love how they compete. And then on top of that, I mean, the fact that you have OG now defensively can defend the other team's best player. And, and I got to figure they need to improve the bench. I, I'm assuming that's going to be done. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it is Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey be sure to grab a tullamore dew or try the brand new tullamore dew honey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying tullamore dew responsibly coming up three o'clock it is the michael k show and it's only here on 98.7 fm 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, Tyra Banks was in the building last night. Was she? Yeah. She was How's with she like a couple of people all dressed up in these uh, weird wolf okay. outfits. Okay, she's she trying gone. to sell. Oh, she was sitting next to somebody on both sides. They were, yeah, they were in the middle. Okay. on the court, right. They were on the court like for, for the first half. There's a cameraman around them, and it just got very strange. But, but she was there, you know. I was pretty far away, though. I didn't get a chance to go down and say what's up. These are our, our – oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's you right. Know, yeah, you know, we got some history. Play to the left. It's negative history, but it's history. <laughs> but um, still, building was a lot of fun. All right, we'll get back to calls and everything else, 800-919-3776. But right now, it is time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. All right, so speaking of last night and what happened at the Barclays Center was a, a big Knicks win, a comeback win. They did not play well. It still managed to find a way to win as the Nets gave away another fourth-quarter lead. This uh, Clippers, they got outscored 22 nothing in this one. Was it 10-1, to 7-1, to something like that down the stretch? Knicks made all the plays, and the crowd at Barclays was – all behind the net. It was so loud in that building. It was hard to explain that it was a road game for the Knicks. But for Mikael Bridges, it's like this poor guy. It almost feels like they got to save this guy because his all his buddies at Villanova are playing for the Knicks and having a grand old time. And he's with the Nets like, can I come out and play? 
It's kind of sad. No. But the crowd thing was definitely something that, uh, you know, he did not enjoy that environment at all. You're reasonably new to this rivalry, but I mean, when you hear a crowd like that, it's your building and you have to hear let's go Knicks and all of that. How would you describe that? Is that frustrating? Is it galling? I I don't want to put words. How would you describe that? I mean, I feel like any person in here is not fun and you feel like you're at a away game at home. So that's for probably any person sitting in here, any person alive. So, I mean, that's got to be the worst. Did you ever play a home game and and have like... It never happened in Baltimore, but no. you've you've played for the Jets, no. and a lot of times, like well, Dolphins, well, it's no. half Dolphins fans. Like you never experienced anything like that where you're no. like, man, what the hell's going on here? No, when we go to, when we go to Miami, it was a, it was Jets South. Oh, it was loud. It was Jets South because all the old people that retire. Yo, well, we all know that. Yeah, yeah. Anytime New York teams go down to Miami, baseball teams, you're always going to get a ton of New York fans there. The Yankees play against the Rays. That building, it's the, it's the biggest crowds they get is when the Red Sox and, and Yankees come to town because all the uh, snowbirds exactly come to the games. So, all right. But you never had that on the opposite side. So nah, that's nah, got to nah. be that, that, that's got to be tough. Uh, but meanwhile, other news in the NBA yesterday involved the Milwaukee Bucks making a change at coach. Even though they were 30 and 13, you could see that internally they were toxic. There was It was bad and rookie coach Adrian Griffin – despite the good record by the team, was let go. And today, uh, Woj uh, reported that it is going to be Doc Rivers, who spent about half a season with us at ESPN. He's back in the NBA now as the head coach of the Bucks. And Woj on NBA Today yesterday was answering a simple question, which we all were saying, it's 30 and 13. Why do this now? They looked at where this team was, how it was responding under Griffin, although the second best record right now, 30-13, and 13, that they have such a tight championship window with Giannis Antetokounmpo, certainly the Damian Lillard trade, you know, which happened after they hired Griffin as head coach, and they made a decision to make the change. Now, Bart, you were alluding at the very beginning of the show about keep an eye in Milwaukee because if things don't go right, Giannis could suddenly become a guy that – I've had it here. I've done everything I can, but I want to go somewhere else. And if you're a team like the Knicks with all these draft picks, that you should be ready to make a move for him. Like you, I mean, it just it, what what Woj is saying is true. This is not like a long term deal here. This is they've got about a this year and next year to try to win a title. And if they don't, it's too expensive yeah. to re-sign those two guys. To your to your point, you know they they brought back some people that probably if Giannis. Uh, didn't put his weight behind it, wouldn't have brought back. They wouldn't have brought back Chris Middleton. He's a declining player, right, who hasn't been healthy in the last couple of years. But they said, hey, man, we want to make Giannis happy. Let's just add to what we already have instead of finding out and rebuilding and reloading a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it's just a story to watch now as, um, you know, Doc, who has had great success, he hasn't had a losing record since 2007. <laughs> but he has been in the league, it's like 23 straight years now that he has been coaching – uh, in the league, so we'll see what kind of impact he can have. But he can't get out there and defend, and defense has been a major issue for them. Did you hear this from Sean O'Hara, a good friend of ours, former Giant on the NFL Network, about the debate between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and who he would take? I think Mahomes has the better team, that's why. But pure quarterback play, I think Josh Allen oh, is, is better. No, you're not going to get me going, Varro. No, you can't no. argue that the Chiefs have a better <laughs> defense right now. Uh, I mean, they do have a better, better defense. Better tight end, yeah. better running back, better offensive line. So, look, this is not a disrespect on Mahomes. Look, I mean, I, if Josh Allen, it's 1A and 1B right there. Like I said, you can 
you know, alternate them week to week. But Chiefs have the better team. Mahomes has the better team. Josh Allen, he's still looking for some help. Can I get somebody to catch the ball? Can I get somebody to make the field? Oh. So Sean says oh, so he would Diggs, take so Josh Diggs Allen. Is, so Diggs is worse than every receiver that they have on their team. He said he would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. Nah, negatory. See, to me, there's talent, and then there's the neck up that also should be right. part of the talent discussion. And Patrick Mahomes is that's, yeah, if that's the case, when it comes to thinking the game. If that's the case, you take Michael Vick, right? Not Tom Brady. You take Michael Vick. Interesting. Yeah. Well, no. Well, you would. I think the better argument is you would take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. Right. But Tom Brady is 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 an incredible winner, and in the biggest moments has made some of the biggest plays. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like 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 how much do you value that though? You're the, you're, you're the athlete. How much and you actually you and you and Frank Gore even talked about this once. Like I know when we talk about skill with players, we talk about the athletic part of it. But there's gotta be also in the conversation the brain power part of it. Yeah, and what Mahomes can do for a guy that A can't run, B you were talking about, he waddles, like he's not he doesn't look like the typical athlete. Yeah, but somehow, he, some way, you can't our, tackle he, him. He's our football version of Tyson Fury. Like, that's the baddest man in the planet. <laughs> right there, him. With that crooked-ass mohawk and, like, can't even see his lineup. Right. Dude still got a mohawk. And he makes it cool. He's got all kids wearing it, too. Nah, nobody wears it anymore. Nah, these kids? He, he, he like, that, he, that, that, he, that goes he, over he, the forehead. No, what I'm saying is, no, what I'm saying is, he's the, look? he's the AC Green of mohawks. <laughs> he, he the last dude on the planet. Of him grown and, men. Yeah, him, 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 and him and Harry Douglas are the last two grown <laughs> men in the history of the world that got a faded mohawk. It looks good on Harry though. And, and actually, his looks like uh, what's that Thriller album you don't like? Not Thriller, yeah, the no, off the wall. Album. It's like it, it looks like Michael Jackson off that uh, when he had the Jerry Curl and it was like combed to the back and wasn't faded. He, he slicked yeah. aside yeah, the yeah, Jerry yeah, Curl yeah, and he yeah, had yeah. the and he had yeah. the mullet on yeah, the Jerry the, Curl. That's exactly what Patrick I Mahomes think that is got. Thriller. It, <laughs> that that is that is Mahomes' hairstyle. It works for him. What can I say? Um, all right, more NFL here. Yeah, so Buffalo, the, the fallout continues. Uh, General Manager Brandon Bean, I wouldn't expect him to say anything other than what you're going to hear, but the question was asked of, is that window closed now for this Buffalo Bills team? I don't get into that windows closed mindset. Your team is always changing and evolving each class with draft classes, free agents, whether they're one-year deals or or multi-year deals. Some guys age out, some guys play themselves to where you can't afford them. So you're, you're constantly changing the roster, but this is a quarterback league. I believe in the guy we got under center. You know, look at who's playing in the conference championship, Lamar versus Mahomes. Josh has played in that game. Obviously, we've come up short. We wish we were still playing, but it starts there. We got other players that have to help. He can't do it by himself, but I don't subscribe to the window is closing or is closed. But every team is a new team. Sometimes a team clicks at different parts of the year. I think we had to figure out who we were, what we did best, and luckily we did it in time to secure another division and give ourselves two home games. Do you think the windows close, or it's it's Bean that now has to get to work figuring out how to move the money around? Yeah, it has to re it has to be redistributed, and yes. it may like have to say goodbye to some mainstays, whether it's High Poirier, uh, Tre'Davious White, uh, Von Miller, and you have to draft well and develop well. And the problem is, and the issue is, the Jets, as far as the rebuilding and young talent, has done a better job. Right, Miami is kind of right there. Uh, 
but they're going to have to pay a guy like Jalen Waddle in a couple of years, and they spent a lot of money on guys, whether it's Bradley Chubb, whether it's bringing in Xavier Howard, bringing in Jalen Ramsey. The Jets have really not paid a lot of people. And then when you look at the Patriots, the Patriots are a mess. They're starting their rebuild now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. the issue is they got to restart, but they still have two teams in the division. Saying that Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, like the division is going to get a little bit, a lot more competitive with teams that have more financial flexibility, where it means that you have to depend on a lot of guys not to get hurt. All right, one more thing from being here, because this was a big question at the end of the season. Sean McDermott and his future with the team, uh, just assessing how he did this season? I think Sean did a really good job. I think if he hadn't have done a good job or he had lost this team, I think when that stuff came out that you were talking about, you know, I think I spoke to you guys and I said, we'll find out the, the character of this team and, and really how much they believe in their head coach. We won every game until until we lost uh, on Sunday here. When you add on the added responsibility of the defensive coordinator, he already put a lot of hours into this thing. Some tell him to get out of here. Like, he's got to get a break for himself. I thought he did a really nice job. You know, there was questions on that. Like, can he – he's been this head coach. Can he wear both hats? I thought he did a really nice job. Well, that end part tells me that that answer for him is no mm-hmm. and that they have to find themselves a defensive coordinator if it's not going to be Leslie Frazier. And so they got to figure that out because it sounds like – obviously that's an endorsement in McDermott. But it's also a suggestion of just focus on being the head coach. I don't want you doing both jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to do. Uh, very few do it. Like Andy Reid does it, but Nagy is is vital in, in, in making sure that the game plan is set and stuff like that as well. So not everybody can do that. Uh, I think the patience will continue to grow, especially if they take a step back next year and, say, get bounced in the first round, mm. which sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, just – you know, any given Sunday. But McDermott is under, I think, pressure to win, uh, just like Kyle Shanahan is. Like, we appreciate them going, and, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been the bridesmaid more often than he's ever been the bride. So, it's very similar, yeah. At some point, that, that kind of wears off because yeah. we're going to find out how much they believe in Brock Purdy when it comes time to pay him. It's mm-hmm. cute now because he's $900,000. Mm-hmm. He's a damn good quarterback for 900000 <laughs> Best money that $900,000 can buy. <laughs> that's reality. And, again, that's why Brandon Bean's the one talking, and Brandon Bean's the one that has to get to work. Last but not least, the Baseball Hall of Fame. So three inductees that got in, and it's uh, three names you certainly know, Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer and Todd Helton. Now, Todd Helton, three-time gold glover, a batting champ, Silver Slugger four times, five-time All-Star. But do you think Hall of Famer when you think Todd Helton? Well, Todd Helton said he was surprised when he got the call. Well, I was pretty nervous. Um, I just um, – I, I really didn't think the phone was going to ring. And when it rang, I was uh, – yeah, I was still in shock. When it said Hall of Fame on it, I was uh, very happy. And, you know, it's this is something you don't play for, but you, obviously it's the, it's the greatest award you can have as a baseball player. I mean, he's. That's uh, funny what they call it. Like, it says Hall of Fame on the phone. Like, oh, my bad, wrong number. Like, oh! <laughs> Who down. else has caller ID that says Baseball Hall of Fame on a caller ID? That's wild, though, that it has caller ID that says Baseball Hall of Fame on it. It's, it's, not a, it's crazy that he has a house phone. Uh, Todd, Hall of Fame calling. Like, that's nice. Crazy but that he still, had a home phone. He's, uh, this, like I said, I, I gave the accolades. I mean, he's 17 years, all of them with the Rockies. Um, and the claim to fame, by the way, did you know? Like, like he was, he was uh, quarterback with Peyton Manning 
in uh, at Tennessee. Oh, that's crazy. Did you not know that? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. And just think, he played. He just he. How long did he play? I wonder how much longer did he play to Peyton. I think if Who I'm knows not how mistaken, long he's been on the ballot. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he actually played over him in his freshman year or something like that. He played ahead of him. I don't know. There was some funny story about that. Oh, but that's still, funny. It's a cool story though. How he talked about. We oh, never would have heard of Peyton if I wouldn't have wanted to play baseball. <laughs> what? Well, the, remember was who was it? Uh, uh, Henson that played ahead of Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew at Michigan. Drew Henson. And then he wanted to play baseball. Yeah. Right, nine, million dollars, nine million dollars from the Yankees coming out of we know we same uh, recruiting class. Nineteen ninety eight, he had a nine million dollar contract from the Yankees. I guess I would have gone that way too. That's like NIL while he's playing football. And that is audio files eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When it comes to wide receiver targets for the Jets, Sauce Gardner has an opinion on it. You want to hear hmm. about it? We'll tell you coming up. But first, Bart, tell us about BetMGM. There's never been a better time for football fans to bet on a big game with BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and get in on all the action for the biggest Sunday in the football season. Can't be in Vegas for the big game? The BetMGM app brings the gridiron action to you with a variety of selection features, selection parlay selection features, live betting options, and player props. The BetMGM app is a betting app Home for the big game. From spectacular catches to game-winning drives, BetMGM makes every play matter more than ever. Download the app today and discover why BetMGM is the first choice for the final kickoff. The big game is here, and the end zone excitement doesn't get any bigger than this. Get off the bench and into the huddle with the king of sportsbooks. See BetMGM.com for terms. Conditions must be 21 years older to wager and physically present in New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, ESPN New York presents An Evening with Garrett Wilson, hosted by us, Barton Han. It's an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jetstar wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage as well, by the way, and hanging out with us, go to ESPNNewYork.com or just find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. It's an evening with Garrett Wilson, brought to you by Corona and Sansone Automall. 800-9-3776 is the number. Let's get back to the calls, shall we? Let's go to Tom in Medford. Go ahead, Tom. How are you doing? Thanks a lot for taking the call. If I could talk uh, about Mr. Turnover, <clears throat> Julius Randle. Yeah, I know. He had a good game last night. He's had a very good season, 24-10. How could you get rid of that uh, with that type of production? Uh, you can't get rid of it unless you know you can do better than that. They have to. I'm surprised that teams, to be honest with you, don't take him from midcourt because you know he's a decent dribbler. But once he gets in the paint, once he gets into traffic, you see what he does. Okay, I can't. I can't understand why he can't see a double team coming. He gets in trouble there all the time, and then he has to he has to go crazy to get rid of the ball. And by the time he does that, there's like a second or two left on the clock, and his teammate has to throw up the ball. Right. I mean, throw up a shot. I mean, I just don't. Thibodeau being so cerebral, so Mister knowledgeable about the game. I mean. He's got to get him in this room, and I mean, this is it. You can't allow a guy to have six or seven turnovers a game. I found out he's just averaging three and a half, but that's still too much. I mean, <laughs> you have to do something about it. He's not a winner. I don't care what anybody says. That is not a winner, and we see that in the playoffs. He tried to play through an injury last year. You got, you got to give him kudos for that, but he wasn't effective, as we saw. I mean, you have to do – he's not a winner. You have to do something about these turnovers. You have to. Yeah, and this is what you do. You take the ball out of his hands in playmaking situations and just have him be a scorer because, Tom, you're right. I mean, he, he spins into into double teams a lot, and he gets caught, and he knows it. And a lot of times he throws really – like some of his – like he threw one to Dante oh. DiVincenzo in the fourth quarter that, thank God, DiVincenzo was able to jump up in the air and keep it from going into the what fifth row. What a play he made. Yeah, a it, it's a great play. But it, it's – I also think – Part of this, because he hadn't been doing it earlier in the season, and it was because you had quickly handle the ball, you had Brunson handling the ball, you didn't need him to be a playmaker. He just had to focus on one thing, which is score. But now that they don't have any other playmaker on the team, he's taking it upon himself to try to be that. And he need, like they got to get him out of that, and and so that's, that's management sport. They don't have a backup point guard right, right now. You well, that, they got to go get one. They got to go get one. Yes, that's I mean, what it is. Tom. I mean, they're, they're operating like they don't have a point guard at all, and he's the point forward. Yes. They don't need yes. him to be that's, that much with that's the ball. what they do, they and that's what ha- you know what, Tom. And thanks for the call. That's what was a couple of years ago before Brunson. When Randall was playing that role, and it was maddening to a lot of people because of those turnovers and bad passes, and it was because they didn't have a point guard. They had to run the offense through him. Brunson shows up. They have quickly developed. They didn't need him to do it. 
and you stop thinking about Randall and his turnovers until this has emerged again. So it's another reason why they got to they got to fix this. Uh, Jeff is in uh, East Windsor. What's up, Jeff? How you guys doing, man? Love the show. Big fan, giant Jets fan, and I I really got to get on board and just disagree with what Wojnarowski said about Allen and the Mahomes debate here. Uh, you mean uh, Sean O'Hara? Sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. All good. Uh, I look. I've been a diehard Jets fan. I've, I'm 42 years old. Have season tickets since I was 17. I love this team. I, I Bart Scott, love you, bud. Thanks, Brody. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> but the fact that he says that Mahomes wins when uh, his team is better, and you could make that debate, but. To be honest, if the Bills and Josh Allen were that good, and I'm saying this as a Jets fan, you should be 2-0 against the Jets every year. Mm-hmm. You lost week one against the Jets in overtime to a team that had no right beating you, and then you're going to sit there and say, like, Josh Allen is a fantasy quarterback that I would draft in the third round of any fantasy draft, but he's not a guy you draft to build a team around. Turnovers are there. I I, I I can't stand. I cannot stand this argument. Patrick Mahomes is, and I'm a Jets fan. I can't stand the fact that I have to say this, but Patrick Mahomes is years, light years above what Josh Allen is. Josh Allen is a good quarterback, but give me a break. You, you, he's he's not. The Buffalo Bills window is closed, and that that's what I got to say about that. I, I I cannot stand this comparison. I love the rivalry. But the rivalry, when the comparison is Manning against Brady, hey, Brady may have six, but Manning had his two. Allen has nothing to Mahomes' three. So give me a break with that. I, I, I can't stand the, 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 the Josh Allen defenders. I just can't stand this. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased because I am a big Jets fan, but I cannot stand these defenders. What are people watching? They, are they blaming the receivers for those turnovers? Yes. Uh, what, what what is happening here? Well, yeah, I, I, no, I just, Jeff. I didn't know that. Jeff, I can't. I, you're, it's amazing over the last couple of days how many people really are caping for this guy. Like, I, I mean, he's a great player, but let's 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 dial it down. He's not that great. And Bart, exactly. but do you, but, but then kills. How do you Dak. feel? Well, but then kills Dak, right? So when you think about it, it's like one of those things. Like sometimes people get natural defenders, and Bills Mafia hasn't turned on uh, nope. Josh Allen like they've turned on Dak Prescott. I think you know people just think. Dak leaves a little bit to be desired, even though Josh Allen plays good in these games that they lose. When he, when it's time to make a play, outside of the time where he took him down and scored with 18 seconds, he hasn't lived up to the expectations. Like It was an opportunity during that drive to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes to have to be great, and he didn't do it. He couldn't make the throws. He didn't make the plays. I don't care if somebody's stepping on your foot. I don't care if somebody's in the pocket. You know, winners find a way. That's how they become the winners because we tell these mythical stories about how they overcame adversity. And he hasn't came, overcame adversity and put the team on his back. Anybody can throw for 300 yards until you have to score. And it was interesting when he had to score. It's like somebody lighting up the, the box score in basketball, but then when they're last down two by two points and they right. sit in the last two minutes, then they don't show up. And it's like, oh, man, but he had 40 points. Mm-hmm. He had this many assists and this Call many – Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, bro, but we need – but, bro, but we needed you to make that one basket or make that one throw, and you you, you couldn't do it. And then when mm-hmm. we missed the field goal, you know, we're talking about – I would say it was – Isn't it amazing? The kicker takes all the weight. 
Yeah. As if we did our job, we got you. We got you the kick. Well, wait it's a, a damn storm. Like, <laughs> did you see that ball? Like yes. the elements that thing got to the top My of the ball. And the wind the just took it. You're like, come on, make the kick. <laughs> right. And this yeah, guy, I, this I guy's like, that. well, you know, so and so stepping on his leg when he's throwing. Bro, I got yeah. 50 mile an hour winds. I'm trying to play the English. I'm kicking it to the left and it's going all the way to the right, bro. Like, what are we talking about? All right. So, all right, we got hour number three coming up. We got the power hour coming up. We'll go full buffet with you. It's a Wednesday. Eight hundred nine one nine. Three seven seven six. Little Bartstradamus visit as well, and and I'll, well, let's just go through the top of the East and just see right now where the Knicks stack up, and if they just like I said a subtle move, and you never know with this team. So we'll talk about that. We got a, your calls on the full buffet coming up next day with us. But first, Bart, tell me about Samwell. Yeah, man, friends, go see my friend Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified Ivy League trained. Sp- pain specialist don't let your neck back joint or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love it's time for you to reclaim your active lifestyle and say bar how do i do that i tell you go to dr j shaw today dr shaw treats joint neck back sciatica and nerve pain dr shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist procedures involve no cuts no scars no excisions or downtime call dr j shaw and take a non-surgical approach with precise image guided procedures without any pain medication enjoy a pain-free life same day or next day appointments are available go to samwellpain.com to put an end to your pain and suffering today why wait any longer make your appointment with dr j shaw by going to samwellpain.com right now regain your active lifestyle enjoy all the, your favorite activities pain-free. Soundwell now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand-new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SoundwellPain.com. You'll wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most major insurances are accepted. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. It was not always pretty, but a huge fourth quarter for the Knicks as they outscored Brooklyn 32-18. And the Knicks got a win in front of a lot of their fans at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. After the game, Tom Thibodeau was asked how he felt about the win. I didn't think we played particularly well, but I loved how we responded in the fourth quarter. And I thought it said a lot about who we are. I think the bench was, they were hustling, flying all over the place. That closed the gap and gave us the hope that, okay, we can we can get this done. And then when the starters came back, they fed off that energy. Finding a way to win when you're not playing at your best is huge, and that's the bottom line, is just find ways to win, and I think our team is doing that. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it is Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original, triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it is the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.